Hey, Paul. <laughs> hey. So, uh, you found yourself in kind of a unique set of circumstances this afternoon as we start recording for this week's podcast. That's right, yes. So, uh, how, about, uh, how about you explain what's happened thus far? Well, so, I got to Tony's house and I got blindfolded and thrown in a car and driven to a secret destination. Yes. Okay, so Paul, uh, a couple of weeks back on Saturday, March 31st, there was a show that I hustled you hard to go to. I saw Caroline Rose at Songbird. Right. And you weren't able to go. It was okay. Yeah. I went with my great friend and band leader, Kevin D'Souza, uh, of our band, Uptown Boys Choir, Muzz Marketing, right there, <laughs> and our friend Brian. And it was an awesome, awesome show. Mm-hmm. Had a blast. Like, her second album, Loner, is one of my favorites of this year, and mm-hmm. she's, like, my favorite new artist. So, after the show, myself, Kevin, Brian, uh, we were walking south on 18th Street, and there was a guy walking towards us wearing a full chicken outfit, <laughs> and he was carrying the, the head, like, under his shoulder. Okay. Okay? So I, I saw this, and I, I shouted to him, chicken outfit! <laughs> because you have to remark upon that. And he looked so angry. He looked so unhappy. <laughs> All right. Which, I mean, I kind of feel like, yo, dude, you're wearing a chicken outfit in public. You're going to get called out on this. Come on, dude. Don't get pissed at me. Anyway, I realized a couple of days later, as I was driving on Georgia Avenue near my house in Silver Spring, that I had seen this chicken outfit before. Okay. So, Paul, what I want you to do is I want you to take off your blindfold and look ahead sort of to the left, like slightly left of center. Okay. (laughs) Okay. For the audience listening at home or on their commutes, what do you see? So, it's it's kind of a a grungy-looking yellow chicken outfit that's kind of strapped strapped in to a uh, to a stand it's actually advertising a Latin American chicken restaurant oh, Santa man. Pollo yeah so um, also what's what's really kind of funny is I I stopped in here the other day to investigate to <laughs> to take a look at this in person okay and it there's actually a human mannequin inside the chicken oh. outfit and not just like one of the wood mannequins uh-huh. has eyes and a face and everything. Oh. It's like a real person. It's committing to the marketing. Yeah, uh, just as we are today, right? Which is where I thought it would be fun for us to get today's for, the, for this week's show's episode art. Sounds good, man. So let's get a photo. All right. Thanks for hanging in there with some fun silliness hijinks. <laughs> oh, hey, we should probably tell everyone who's first on this week's podcast. Isn't it you, man? Yeah, it kind of is. So I'm Paul Vodra. I'm Tony Pareco. This is Tony Pareco. On Hometown Sounds. Seem a little cold 
think about it, I don't mind And maybe it's cause we look a little alike But that don't mean it's only simply love Paul at the Caroline Rose show there was a cute moment where uh Caroline Rose called out and said that her parents were in the audience which mm-hmm. was really really sweet and uh you know her parents raised their hands and some you know concert goers were standing in front of them and they they turned around and said to the parents hey would you like us to move <laughs> and the the mom said no that's okay oh of course we know what she looks like oh it's so nice <laughs> Uh, so, uh, here we are. And that was a song that I wrote and recorded back in, uh, 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. really. And, uh, what was that song called? Academic Passion. All right. Paul, any hot takes on it? Well, you, were you in college at the time? I was in graduate school. Oh, all right. That sounds very passionate. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my hot take. I don't think that Christopher Walken would like any more cowbell in that song. <laughs> there was a generous amount of cowbell. It's really true. Okay. I'm just going to have to get into what this song is about. It's called Academic Passion. I was in graduate school. Yeah. And I had a huge crush on one of my cohort mates in a cohort of like 10 to 12 people. Yeah. And I thought it would be the worst idea to ever act on this crush. Yeah. that Because, you know, like in a small group, 
you know, that would just be how would you recover interpersonally? Yeah. Got no good vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of just turned it into a joke uh, hair metal song. <laughs> I really feel like I do my best work artistically when there is some amount of self-effacing going on. Mm-hmm. And that's very much how I was approaching that song. You know, being like, I'm never going to talk to you. <laughs> and I'm going to be really confident about it. <laughs> um, And I never, never told Jen that I had a, well, oops, <laughs> never, <laughs> I never told Jen I had a crush on her. Yeah. But, uh, Jen, my secret was safe with me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, uh, I feel like reunions are the times when when like oh i had a crush on you that's when that comes out when it's like safe and you're you know just there for a weekend and you're going to go back to your life and it's not going to be a thing and it's safe to say at that point or not or not or just keep it you know keep it to the grave whatever i don't see any good of trotting this out yeah but it is now on a podcast but i just (laughs) kind of feel like uh the amount of work someone would have to do to get this to her (laughs) but anyway you know i've come a long way since recording that song and now i you know i do home recording myself and it sounds a lot better paul's got my band camp up put on these bad boys nice nice there you go uh just a a fun little snippet to start out a show, start out a podcast. Yeah, I just felt like I really had to follow up with something that sounds good after uh, my more amateur days. And Paul, I wrote you a submission email and everything. It was adorable. It was great. It was like, hey, Paul and Tony, this is Tony Preco. <laughs> I've been a fan of the podcast for a long time. <laughs> Thanks for showing me how DC rocks. <laughs> that was really just for me. It was just for you. <laughs> Enough about me. What's up with you, Paul? Oh, man. What is up with me? How much? You know, we got a big show coming up at the Millennium Stage Uh, later in April. We've got the the Chuck Brown Band coming up on Thursday, April 26th. Super duper excited about that. Very. And, uh, you know, just been plugging shows in the Don't Stay Home column, which encourages me to not stay home and, in fact, get out even when it's cold and rainy. Go see some live music, and I understand so that you have been so you've been seeing more live music. It's really true, and that's great. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So let's keep this show going. We're done with me right now. I mean, you haven't heard the last of me yet. <laughs> Who's next, Paul? Next up, we have Handsome Hound. From my thoughts about. Stolen. Oh. Would you still see me tomorrow? Would you tell me where you're going? Take your love and make 
gonna feel real different too. Gonna feel much better when I get to Austin. female singer are committed to growing a beard <laughs> it's easier for one than the other that song was called austin it is the advanced single from the debut full-length album by handsome hound and the album is called mountain on fire it is available to pre-order on their Bandcamp on digital or cd and it comes out on may 18th the band also released this single as their entry to npr music's tiny desk contest they got photographer and Bathtub Republic resident Mark Williams Holscher to film it at their show at Union Stage a few weeks back that I went to. And it was it was really fun. 
I've seen a lot of these tiny desk contest entries because P.S. I run the good ones. It is a content machine for you. I love it because usually it happens in January, which is kind of a slow time for music videos. Um, and this year they moved it to after South by Southwest, probably because they do a lot for South by Southwest at Austin. P.S. Looping it back around again. So anyway, uh, I did like that Handsome Hound decided to film theirs in front of a live audience to get the full reaction from the crowd, you know, for new material that they hadn't heard before. And Mark did a fantastic job of filming it because he is a crazy talented photographer. I don't know if you've ever seen his portraits that he does on his site, but oh man, they're good. You do a good job of appreciating the video and visual skills, with, mm. you know, flash frequency. Yeah. talked about David Combs. Yeah. Oh, I just, I mean, I love the videos. I take some pictures and post them on Instagram with my iPhone. And I don't think I'm good. I think I'm okay. And mostly I want to sort of document the show and then get back to enjoying the show. So I really do appreciate when somebody is a professional photographer with professional equipment and editing and all that stuff and is there not to sort of document it and then move on, but really to sort of capture the essence of it and have a nice product afterwards to show to everybody. So dolphinately. <laughs> so anyway, you should go to hometownsoundsdc.com and check out all the Tiny Desk contest entries and see what is your favorite and what you think that Bob and his panel will pick from our entries. And of course, mark your calendars. And by that, I mean, find the event in Facebook and click the interested button, which is how things work these days. For Handsome Hound's album release show, which is going down on Friday, May 18th at the Black Cat with DuPont Brass and Lauren Calv. What a delightful lineup. And I mean, I love, they make folk music, but it's it's just so catchy. It's so, it's very lyric driven and the lyrics are very kind of easy to grasp. They warm your way in, into your head and um, it's just very fun, very approachable music. And also it was making me think about my trip to Austin that I did about a year ago and hitting the music scene and I already had a beard and but I was really relating to the song. Actually, another moment from the Caroline Rose show. Sorry, I keep coming back to it. I just I had such a good time. But uh, the keyboard player from Caroline Rose talked about the their band's experience heading to Austin for South by Southwest. And what she said was, uh, I just got so sick of it. Played there 12 days straight. Mm. Got, you know, would wake up each day and think if someone offers me tacos or brisket again for breakfast. I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> and I mean, talk about a first world taco about a first world problem. Oh, oh, nice one. But I mean, I hope I'm never in the position where I always say yes to tacos and brisket. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, because you it's not a DC thing. Yeah. We, don't, we don't really do breakfast tacos here. We really don't. I'm sure that you can probably find them somewhere, but it's not a thing everywhere like it is in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul, are you familiar with the answer service Cora? Yes. I like it a lot. All right. I get a daily email from them. Oh, and my God. Really? <laughs> yeah. I will say that it, it makes me feel smart. Okay. It makes me feel like there are people out there having intelligent conversations. But there was something about the email I got with the four questions that were under discussion that made me feel like, wow, this is just Yahoo Answers for smarter people. <laughs> and let me read them to you. All right. I have been at Google for seven years and I'm still an L5. Is this above average? Question mark. <laughs> okay number two yeah 
were the Beatles selfish? Question mark. <laughs> what? <laughs> How do you answer that question? I know. I mean, they say a lot about love. Yeah. But love and selfishness, generosity. Uh, I don't know if they're necessarily related. Yeah. Uh, number three. Yeah. Where is the best internet in the world? Mm, I feel like... The internet is the whole world, but I understand what they mean. Internet (laughs) connectivity. You just just spun the whole question on its head. Right. Yeah. Number four. All right. Which country should I move to if I'm sick and tired of waiting for a U.S. green card? (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, that just depends on so many things (laughs) that aren't in the question. (laughs) I cannot answer that question with the amount of information I have. So, I mean, I am both impressed and flummoxed yeah. by Cora. <laughs> God bless him for having a daily email. I mean, as I mean, as opposed to Yahoo Answers where our question is like, can I make a miniature Studio 54 for kids? <laughs> with a with a Pixie 6 vending machine. I can answer that question and the answer is no. <laughs> cannot do that did you did you know what happened in studio 54 none of that was for kids oh that's why they're pixie sticks oh yeah you should not train the kids on the drugs in candy form it's a bad idea man i i did not know i was gonna get such mileage out of this cora screen grab with you paul great oh my god i love it uh let's let's hear some more music next up we have a brand new song literally this came out like two hours before we started recording this is a new song by young summer
I love it when Tony and I, you know, before we get together to podcast, we are going over the Google Doc about what we want to play. And we were going back and forth about this song, about that song. We had a song we liked, but it wasn't public yet. We didn't really get confirmation. We were ready to play it. And then, boom, Bandcamp email from Young Summer. I go, oh, man, well, let's listen to that and see if it's good. And then it's good. And then we slot it in and it works out great. The internet is awesome. People out there making music and it, they just they just let us know. I know. It's a, it's a great system. So basically, uh, the optimal time for uh, getting your music on the Hometown Sounds podcast is like early afternoon on Sunday. Uh, yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> that song was called Crash by Young Summer. Brand new single. Young Summer is a.k.a. Bobby Allen. And I feel like I should uh, say this as full disclosure that I used to work in the same office as her about like hey, like 10 years ago at this point. Uh, we used to talk about music all the time. It was great. So she's an acquaintance and she is really taken off with this Young Summer with this dream pop stuff. You can buy that song on her Bandcamp page. And at the time that we are recording this, it's kind of a strange price of $2.80. No idea where that price comes from for one song, but whatever. I'm paying it. I'm happy to pay it. We last featured Young Summer on the podcast back in mid-2016 with a song from her EP, which was called You Would Have Loved It Here. So this is a strange thing. Young Summer is getting their music featured in television shows. And there is one particular show that seems to really enjoy Young Summer, and it's called The Arrangement. And it's on E. The season premiere of The Arrangement featured a song by Young Summer called Beat Stops My Heart. And the episode that is airing tonight as we record this features the song Crash that you just heard. That is so cool. And I know of E as like the place for entertainment news and like talk soup and stuff like that. I did not realize that even E has a drama show that everybody's getting in. This is peak television right here. So... Neither of us had heard of the arrangement. Here's what the arrangement is about, according to Wikipedia. Megan Morrison, a young actress, auditions to play the female lead in a high-profile film opposite action star Kyle West. She meets Terrence Anderson, the leader of the Institute of the Higher Mind, a self-help organization. Anderson offers her the title Arrangement, a contract offering her $10 million if she marries West. The show centers around the Hollywood actor and actress's relationship and is an amalgam of stories inside Hollywood about arranged relationships against the backdrop of self-help programs. Some reviews suggest it was it was inspired by Scientology and the relationship between Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. This sounds about as far from DC as you can possibly get. Whenever I hear about any show that I don't know, I just assume it's going to be a reality show. Yeah. And the, the arrangement sounds like a reality show. It totally does. Like The Bachelor. Exactly. Yeah. Naked and Afraid. Is that a reality show? It's uh, There's some show where they take people and and they maroon them on an island and they're, and they're naked. And they have to like oh, put, God. put ferns and leaves in front of themselves while the camera's filming them. Oh, so the, so so the premise for the show is that these people are naked and afraid, right? Wow. <laughs> See, you and I, we know a lot about podcasts, and we know very little about television, like mainstream basic cable or network television. Like that is just I, I watch that stuff now, and I'm like, am I in another country? Man, I got to pivot away from this. Paul, here's something else, actually, and here's the connecting tissue. All right. And uh, so I feel like we're kind of talking about almost sort of like the concept of social bubbles, which has sort of been in the 
cultural zeitgeist the last kind of year and a half oh, or so. Oh, yes, definitely. Do you have anyone in your life that you know who has a vanity license plate? No. I know. Me neither. Is that a sign that like you occupy a bubble? Like whether you do or you don't. I mean, that's the thing. Like they're everywhere. You see them everywhere. But there's and no you, one in my life. Nope. I agree. I this seems to be some kind of social divider. Mm-hmm. And well, and what made me think about this was earlier today I was driving and I saw a vanity plate and the the plate read <laughs> McFeet. Oh, M C F E E T could be could be M C feet right, could, but I McFeet just is just hilarious to me. <laughs> it's kind of dangerous to have a plate that makes everybody laugh. <laughs> Might get rear-ended a wow, lot. I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, last summer I saw a really like sexy red sports car, mm-hmm. and the license plate read M Bison. It was a Street Fighter reference. <laughs> oh man oh i there's there's a car i see on the reg in the northeast neighborhood of dc that says uh for my 40th so someone is advertising that they bought this car for themselves for their 40th birthday yep why you want to tell anyone anything about yourself you're just inviting scorn and speculation and mockery yeah i mean and then there's the the all-time great which i've told you of before yeah and best vanity plate i've ever seen which i i do approve of this one even though it may (laughs) cause some accidents all right omg pie yeah (laughs) so good so good so good pie is so good yes all right so we took care of reality television basic cable vanity plates What's next on the Hometown Sounds podcast, Paul? <laughs> it's music by the Dusk Whales.
That song was called Hospital Dreams. It is the title track from the new six-song release that came out just yesterday as we're recording this by the Dusk Whales. It is a Name Your Own Price download on Bandcamp. We last featured the Dusk Whales about a year ago with a track from their full-length album, Sorrowful Mysteries, which is also a Name Your Own Price download on Bandcamp. You can go get a lot of Dusk Whales music in your life for whatever price you want. It's very generous of them. They are a very active band and work really hard. They're on the younger side and have been at it for several years now. And uh, just very prolific, hardworking group. Yeah. I got the email for this release yesterday, Hospital Dreams, and thought, ooh, what's that about? And it's kind of a somber subject. The songs are all about singer-songwriter Chris Baker's experience dealing with cancer treatment over the past several months. Baker was diagnosed with stage two testicular cancer last October, had surgery done the day before his 24th birthday, then underwent three cycles of chemotherapy lasting about three months. He had a follow up CT scan in February 2018 and is currently in remission. Great news. Mm -hmm. I listened to these lyrics and uh, reflected on the nature of chronic illness and how much it sucks. My mom had breast cancer. And she was a very private person, and I myself did not really know the extent to which, for me, she just presented it as, mom's a little sick, but everything's okay. Right. But I just remember her being tired a lot, and that really kind of comes through in the lyrics to this song of just marking the tediousness of treatment. Yep. And I am fortunate to have never had a chronic physical illness. But I have had a couple of surgeries and I feel like I've run into that same kind of experience of, oh, my God, I can't do anything. Hmm. And I just feel frozen in the state of incapacitation. So there's a for the moment, a very nice outcome for Chris Baker, where, you know, when he reflects that uh, 
through treatment, I've gained a new tomorrow. Yeah. And I also want to mention that the Dusk Whales are using Bandcamp to its best extent and put the lyrics of the songs in each track on Bandcamp. So we do recommend that you go and read the lyrics along as you uh, hear the song. I, I can process the lyrics so much more when I do that versus when I'm just listening to the song without them. So I wish more bands would do that. So cool. And if you had any sort of inkling of this social media campaign that happened late in the year of somebody trying to get hospital patients to be able to stream the new Star Wars movie, well, guess what? That's this band. That's that's the Dusk Whales that made that campaign really take off. So uh, they, they've gotten a lot of good press recently. Um, and so great that they are back playing shows. They've got a bunch of shows coming up, and we recommend you go check them out. Totally, totally. But we got great music for you coming up. This is brand new stuff by our friends at the Beanstalk Library.
brand new song. I love that this podcast has like music that is so new. It is just hot off the press. It just feels like you remember, you remember those uh, token games that are premised on they're, they're barely even games, but just putting more tokens in and getting them shoved down yes. to you. Yes. It feels like we're winning. <laughs> yes. It's been built up and finally the coins are falling into uh, our laps. It's, I'm just I'm making a motion of just yeah. the money, <laughs> the, the delicious tokens. <laughs> that song was called Easier by the Beanstalk Library. It is a brand new single and it is available to purchase on their Bandcamp. We last featured the Beanstalk Library back in 2016 with a song from their EP, which was called Returns, which is available to buy on their Bandcamp page. And now we would like to tell you that in addition to the Chuck Brown Band playing at our Millennium Stage series on Thursday, April 26th, one week later on Thursday, May 3rd, you can see the Beanstalk Library play at the Millennium Stage from 6 to 7 p.m. People, when they hear that we do this Millennium Stage thing, they say, oh, is it on Thursdays? Is it the first time of the month? And I'd say, no, 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 there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's a random day of the month. You got to pay attention. It could be the beginning, could be the end. You got to pay attention. You got to pay attention. <laughs> so uh, you can find out all the details on our website, hometownsoundsdc.com. So one quality of Ryan Walker and his songwriting for the Beanstalk Library is his earnestness, which really came across in that track easier. Mm-hmm. But Ryan is also just a fun guy who we love dearly and has a great sense of humor. And I'm reminded of the story he he told us when he was performing with Sarah Curtin's band when we hosted her and her band at the Millennium Stage. And uh, he was talking about being a music, music instructor and about how... Uh, the bar to clear to impress uh, his students' parents was very low. Mm. Like he mentioned that he was going to be performing at the Kennedy Center and the mom looked at her kids and said, did you hear that? Mr. Ryan's going to be playing on a stage. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. And it's just moments like that where uh, I'm just happy to know Ryan about how just... Uh, you know, yeah, like, you know, earnest, earnest, but also fun, fun. I feel like we have to um, do some journalistic disclosure about the Beanstalk Library that you share a common band member. It's true. Joel Hicks, a keyboardist, plays in both the Beanstalk Library and my band, Uptown Boys Choir. Kevin and I say thank you for that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And that almost takes us to the end of this episode of the Hometown Sounds podcast. So please uh, get on social media. It's all the rage nowadays. There's no trouble with it at all. It's not destroying civilization. It's all good. And we are on it. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hometown Sounds. We have a website. It's hometownsoundsdc.com. We have an email address. It's dj at hometownsoundsdc.com. You can use both of those to your heart's content. And uh, and let us know. Keep the email submissions rolling. I yep. mean, it's cool that Bandcamp sends us a lot. But also, as we mentioned last time, getting great, great submissions. And, you know, we only have so many song spots each episode. Mm-hmm. All right. So I took I ate up one of them this time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you earned it. Thanks, man. <laughs> but really, the important thing is to support the musicians they've heard on this podcast by buying their music and seeing them play live. And when you want to buy the music, keep in mind that all of the songs that we feature, except for Tony's that is really only on this podcast, all of them are available to purchase. And we have links to all of them 
in the show notes of the episode and on the website. So whatever ones tickle your fancy and you feel like sending some dollars to those amazing musicians, that is a great way to do it. Also, to see them live, we have a feature on the website called Don't Stay Home, and we tell you about the favorite DC music shows that we want you to go to around the area every single day. That's my goal, is to find a show every single night of the week to tell you to go to. It's not easy, but that's uh, that's what we that's what we try to do. You've been doing a bang-up job with it. Thank you, man. There's some nights that there's one show, and it's easy, and then there's shows like last Friday night when there were at least five that I plugged, and there were at least like two or three more that I probably should have plugged, but I was like, okay, this is enough. So musicians, stop having your shows on the same night. Space that out a little bit, please. I really, I feel bad. Well, you need to because you need all those musicians to come to your show. Well, yeah, that's (laughs) definitely true. And we have one last song for you on the podcast. Do you remember who it is, Tony? I do. I do because uh, it's really loud. (laughs) And that's why we put it last. Yes, it's Red Hair with a track called Affirmation. Their Discord band, they are putting out their second full-length uh, record. Uh, it was recorded and mixed by longtime collaborator and friend Jay Robbins, who's been having a lot of lot of stuff that he's worked on on the Hometown Sounds podcast of late. Yeah, he's epic. The album is called Little Acts of Destruction. You can pre-order it on Bandcamp now, and it comes out on May 11th, 2018. So this song, I really feel like should be an app in its own right, in the sense that I, I am dead serious that I'm thinking about using this as to like tie it to my alarm clock oh. because it is that loud and I'm never going to oversleep through the song. <laughs> yeah. The band features Sean Brown, Jason Farrell, Dave eight and Joe Gorlick. These guys have been in many bands, including notable DC hardcore bands, Swizz from the late eighties and blue tip from the late nineties. This is the sort of thing that when you see that band name and then there's parentheses and then other band names that they've been in. And that's important to some people. That's what this is. Also red hair is playing a record release show on May 30th at the black cat with give and captivators. It's going to be a fantastic show. Give is great. I, I have not seen red hair before, but I recommend seeing give. I saw them at Fort Reno at least twice and they're so much fun. So we hope you like this. We thank you very, very much for listening. And I would like to thank you, Tony. Thanks for, for letting me sort of kidnap you today. <laughs> I was, man, that was doesn't good. it feel like that was so long ago now? <laughs> oh, man. We've done a lot of podcasting. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next time. 